Well, hey, y'all. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're joining me from today on this episode. As you'll see, this is a little bit different today and a little bit more relaxed and uh, easy, slow-paced. I had some personal things going on this week in my life, and also I am gearing up to be traveling this week to Atlanta, Georgia for the G3 conference. So with that, I wanted to share something on a more personal level today and really get you thinking about your walk with Christ. It's not just focused on me, really focusing on God and the work that He's done in the past several years of my own life and really to give Him glory and to also to maybe encourage you to look at your own life and your walk with Christ and to see what He has done and to give Him all the glory and praise that He is worthy of. And so I'm going to share a recent Facebook Live audio that I did reflecting on the gift of repentance. And I hope that you find it encouraging and edifying, maybe even challenging. And I hope that you understand that God is most assuredly a supernatural God and that He is still raising people from the dead today by the power of His gospel. And He is convicting people and piercing their hearts. And He is discerning by His Word and by His Spirit. And He is calling those who are His back to Himself. So I hope that you find this episode helpful today. And as always, feel free to reach out with any comments or questions that you may have. And without further ado, here is the recent audio that I did on the Facebook Live called The Gift of Repentance. Be blessed today. Hi there, and welcome to the Love Six Scribe podcast, where we talk about biblical truths, current topics, and where we grow in loving the Word and loving the one who is the Word, Jesus Christ. I am Dawn Hill, and I am the Love Six Scribe. Hey guys, it's been a minute since I've done a live, but I wanted to, I wanted to do this I've been wanting to do this for a little while to just to share and offer some encouragement. So thanks for watching whenever you do watch this. I'm going to try to be brief. I always say that, but I am going to try to be brief because it's Saturday. I've got lots to get done and spending time with family and just juggling some different things. So I've been doing some discussions lately with some people and, um, and having more individuals reach out to me to do interviews. And so... It's always good to be able to share things, uh, especially with what I came out of. I am four years out of the the charismatic, hyper charismatic uh, movement, NAR, you know, th- those different things. If you're familiar with any part of my story at all, sometimes when you're coming out of this, you, the longer you're out of it, the more you begin to think about things and you begin to reflect. And I have found myself for a while. Um, when I'm spending my time in the quiet times, reading the Word and um, sitting and listening to, to worship music and, and pondering on the goodness of God and worshiping God, I find myself thinking on the fact that I don't, I don't know if I'll ever get over what Jesus has done for me. And I mean that in a good way. It really brings me to tears when I think about it, but they're happy tears because they're not... They're not sorrowful tears anymore of thinking, oh, I did this, these horrible things and I falsely prophesied, which I, there was a point that, that, that there was a, there's a godly sorrow that comes with that as there should be when there's true repentance. But there's a point that I've reached now, finding peace with all of this, contentment in the Lord. And I'm not saying that that wasn't happening in the past few years, but there has come a point now in my walk with the Lord of 
really starting to understand more what it looks like to walk in spiritual maturity. Still growing in that. And realizing that you never graduate from the gospel. And I think a lot of times all of us have done that. We've, we've thought, well, that's just like a stepping stone. And I've moved on from that. And I find myself on a daily basis and I'm not, this is not, I'm not bragging by any means because there's, there's lots of work that I continuously need um, in my life that the Lord is working on in me. But I find myself thinking daily about my need for Christ and being reminded daily that I need him and being so thankful. And one of the things I think about when I look back on my own time near the end before I came out of this movement and what triggered it. For those that may or may not know, what brought me out was God's Word. It was God's Word. And ironically, it was the twisting of God's Word from a leader that woke me up. It wasn't an audible voice from God. It wasn't some supernatural, like, well, it was supernatural in a way because God is a supernatural God. It wasn't some um, mystical experience I had. It wasn't me having some manifestation happen. It was God's word being manipulated. But we know, and I just want to draw you to a couple of verses because this is what I this is what I'm thinking on right now personally. And I just want to share this. And like I said, this may help encourage others. If you're coming out of this movement, there is light at the end of the tunnel, and it takes time to work through these things. It takes time to heal. From these things and it's a process and you're going to go through different different stages and different emotions as you come out of out of this and you need people around you you need support you need a good solid bible teaching church you need you need that support around you and you need to give yourself time and trust that the lord's going to bring you through this and going to heal you because he he's faithful to do that <laughs> the ver and what's interesting to me, and I, and I was talking about this in an interview today, is the very thing that God used was his word, even though it was twisted. And it was a salvation passage of at that. So I remember one of the first verses in the evening that I was sitting in a service that I was beginning to question things. The leader said in his rant that he was giving talk about spiritual sons and daughters listening and obeying. And when they listen, he said, you know, Jesus said, my sheep hear me and they do what I say. And I remember several years ago sitting in that service. I can tell you exactly where I was sitting in that service. I probably, my face, I don't, I don't have a good poker face. So it probably gave it away. But I remember sitting in that service and I remember thinking, that doesn't sound right. And I was biblically illiterate, mind you. I mean, I just knew enough of the Bible to know that, that wasn't right. And then going on later to say spiritual sons and daughters are supposed to obey. And then he went on in, in that to say, you know, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And that was the moment that it was like, what am I sitting under? And it was very, it was a very fearful moment and not understanding. And there were so many questions and I was confused and, and thinking it was all, all these different things. I mean, it was, there, were, there was so much deception going on that time and now being Four, four and a half years out of that, away from that, and it seems that there's more clarity that comes with, with thinking on it. Not, not dreading on it or thinking or rehashing it up and getting angry about it, but thinking about it and going, God, thank you. Thank you. 
because you were merciful to me and you didn't have to be merciful to me. I deserve judgment for what I did. I didn't deserve mercy. I had falsely prophesied, I don't know how many times, I had sat under deception of my own volition. And granted there was levels of spiritual abuse going on, but I was, I was a willing participant in that. And God graciously granted me repentance from my sin and my error that I was walking in and my deception. And he used even the twisting of his word to wake me up. And I've, I've thought about that, and especially John 10, 27, and that's the first verse I was referencing. Jesus himself said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. He didn't say, my sheep hear my voice and they do what I say. And then you misappropriate that to spiritual fathers of telling their spiritual sons and daughters what to do. That's abusive. Jesus said in a salvific way, if you read John 10, this, it, the whole chapter is about salvation. It's about the gospel. It's so beautiful. It's about the gospel. And then giving the promise that he can, we, we can't be snatched out of the Father's hand. We can't be snatched out of Jesus' hand. I don't know about you, but that's comforting to me. My salvation is not based on what I've done. It's based on what Christ has done. And I rest at that. And there's such joy in that because there's joy in his salvation. But I think about that verse quite often. I'm, I'm literally, it's on a daily basis that I think about it. Especially when I'm sitting there and I'm listening to music that's reminding me. It's, it's praise and worship music unto the Lord, but just reminding me of my need for God. And I think back on that time and I think, God, you used your word, even though it was twisted and it was contorted and it was being manipulated in such a way. You used it to get a sheep's attention. And I'm nobody special. I promise you that <laughs> special. but it reminded me of 50 of uh, Isaiah 55 11 uh, I'll back up to verse 10 actually because it says for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth making it bring forth and sprout giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth it shall not return to me empty but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it do you know what his word is meant to do? It's meant to save people. It's meant to redeem and to reconcile people back to him. It's the gospel. And in spite of someone, uh, in spite of a leader, twisting and manipulating and contorting the very word of God that is referencing salvation in John 10, God is faithful to his word and he took his word and it went out and it served the purpose for which it was sent was sent even though it was it was meant for wicked purposes because firm but clear on this when someone takes the word of god and they manipulate it in an in such a way to control people that's abusive it's abusive and it's dishonoring god and that should make us fearful irreverentially fearful, which leads me to my last point. See, I'm going to try to be brief. The other passage that I found myself thinking on quite often lately is in Matthew 7. And it's probably one of the most terrifying passages that I would say that's in Scripture. And I think it's terrifying to me in such a way, in a reverential way now, 
because I see myself in this passage before I came out of all this. And it's where Jesus is talking about that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And he says in uh, Matthew 7, 22, says, On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. And do you know what, friends? I see that my old self in that passage. Because there were things I said that did not come to pass. The Bible states what a false prophet is. And if a prophet's words do not come to pass, it doesn't matter how many times. They're a false prophet. You and I both know people that make excuses for people that are well known. And try to excuse their behavior and say, oh, well, they're still a man or woman. No, they're false prophets. And they need to be, they need to be rebuked and corrected because we love people enough that we don't want to see people be led into deception. I wish that someone had corrected me years ago and told me that what I was doing was sinful and that I was a false prophet. And instead, in this movement, a lot of times people are congratulated and it's tolerated. False prophecy is tolerated in this movement and it's excused. And that shows a lack of reverence for God. It shows a lack of reverence for God. It makes God out to be a liar when people say, thus saith the Lord, and God did not say it. And it doesn't come to pass. And then we say, oh, we're just practicing prophecy, which is not a biblical thing. That's not found in scripture. But I find myself quite often thinking about Matthew 7. There is a reverential fear that I have when I read that passage. Because I think that was me. I was on that path. I thought because I cast out demons that I was doing something amazing because I thought or or believing that I was casting out demons. You know, we don't know. I don't know unless you find those people and ask them and see because when we see this happening in scripture, it's a whole, this is a whole other can of worms to open, but it's just not like we see it today. And I think that that's something that we need to think about because the things that are being claimed today, they just don't match up to what's in scripture. And that's something we need to really be, we need to be willing to evaluate and have discussions about without it getting all up in arms and calling people Jezebels and fall and religious spirit. But I remember, I, I mean, the things that I did and did we not do many mighty things in your name? And that's not what marks us as believers. What marks us as believers is the finished work of Christ on the cross. It's his work that marks us as believers. It's not anything that we can do. Yes, we're supposed to have fruit in our life, doing those works and things, that's not fruit. As far as claiming you can do all these great mighty things. We have gifts that God's given us in accordance with scripture. We need to do and we need to utilize them and do them to the glory of God. We need to conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. We are to represent um, and, and demonstrate the fact that we have been transformed. We've been, we've been delivered out of the domain of darkness and we've been delivered into the kingdom of God. I've taught, when I've talked to different people and they've even asked, for example, my story, and we all have a story to tell when we've come out of this. So again, I'm nobody special. But I had someone tell me recently, they said, God literally delivered you out of this movement. And I said, yes, he did. Yes, he did. And he gets all the glory for that. 
because I can't I can't boast in that I can't take any credit for that none because when I look back it all comes back to his word his word and it was by his spirit that I was able to see and to hear <sighs> salvation is a beautiful thing I I don't know I don't know if I'll ever get over what what he did for me um, but I wanted to share that with you guys and um, if you're coming out of this again these are happy tears I'm not sad if you're coming out of this or you've come out of it and you've been in a place where you felt hopeless or it's a really dark time there's hope Christ is your hope and it's good to have brothers and sisters in Christ around you that will help pray for you that will help encourage you in the in the Lord in the Word of God to remind you of what the Word of God says stay in his word guys abide in his word because when we abide in his word we know him more abiding in Christ abiding in his word that's found in John 10 John 10 uh, not John 10 that's found in John 15 to abide in Christ and John 8 talks about Jesus said if you're truly my disciples you will abide in my word and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free I love John 8 31 32 because that's another one that just reminds us there's such freedom in Christ and there's so much darkness in this world and then there's so much darkness in this movement that goes on and so much focus on the demonic and how much power almost making Satan sovereign and I just want to remind you God is sovereign God is sovereign and he was sovereign in in this whole situation that I came out of he was present he was ever present in it even when it was the darkest of times he was ever present when it was the loneliest times he was ever present and it is his word when I hear it and read it it is his word that has comforted me it has encouraged me and of course I know it's by his spirit too that indwells me but it's his word I go back to his word and it's and it refreshes my soul there is hope there is hope dear friend if you're coming out of this or you've been out of this for a little while there is hope I would just tell you again and again turn back to Christ continue to keep your hope in him place your hope and your trust in him find your joy in him in his salvation be reminded of that daily and I hope that I never forget I don't want to ever forget what what he did for me personally I don't want to get over the gospel I don't want to ever get over that because if I forget why then I'm going to think that I don't need him and that I can just do things on my own in my own strength but we need that reminder daily and I know for myself the past several years even in our own family it has been a a constant reminder I need Christ daily I need him daily and I'm thankful for his word and I'm thankful that his spirit abides in me and I'm thankful for peace with him I'm thankful for his peace that has surpassed all understanding in those very difficult moments I am thankful for suffering 
I am thankful for hardship and difficulty. I'm thankful for the trial that, that came in the process of having to leave this movement. Because it's been through all of that in the past four years, almost four and a half years, that I have truly, and again, I'm not saying this to boast because I know that I have, I am very much aware that I have so many, I have so many things that need to be perfected and only God can do that. So I am a work in progress. But I am reminded at now and looking at this now, four and a half years out, I thank God for every bit of it, even though it was, it's been challenging and hard at times. Because had it not been for those, those things that were difficult, I don't know if I would be in a place now spiritually and growing in true spiritual maturity had it not been for those things. So I have to thank, I thank God for it all. And God has been faithful. Oh my goodness, he's been so faithful and so kind. And even when I did get, when I did not get the answer to prayer that I wanted in situations the way I wanted it, he was still good. He was still God. He was still, he's still gracious. He's still merciful. There was still a reason to praise God and to thank God in the midst of a situation. So anyway, I'm sorry, I'm getting long-winded. And I said I wasn't going to do that. But I just, I just want to encourage you, let you know, there's hope. There's hope. And don't forget the gospel. Be reminded every day of why you need Christ. Because it was through the ministering of the gospel, through his word, that you came to saving faith in Christ. It wasn't because of a mystical experience, and it wasn't because of a supernatural manifestation, or anything like that. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the Word of God. That's Romans 10, 17. Many of us have heard a, an abusive, contorted way of that passage. But Romans, read all of Romans 10. Romans 10 is, again, talking about the preaching of the gospel. Faith in Christ comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. No one can come to saving faith in Christ without hearing the preaching and the proclamation of the gospel. What is the gospel? For those that may not know what the gospel is, the gospel is centered upon the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. That he died for our sins in accordance with scripture, that he was buried, and that he raised from the dead in three days in accordance with scripture. That he was truly God and truly man, born of a virgin, sinless in all of his ways, fulfilled the law and the words of the prophets, and he died in our place because we were all sinful and in rebellion, and, in, and we were all dead. But God, being rich in mercy, sent his son to die for us on the cross. And he satisfied the wrath of God on our behalf. And so now there is no, for those who are in Christ, there is no judgment upon us any longer. We're no longer condemned before God. We now have the glorious promise of eternal life. And now our debt has been paid in full. Past, present, and future. And now we have the Holy Spirit. What would you do? Now we have the Holy Spirit who indwells us at the moment of salvation to help us, to lead us, to guide us into all truth, to sanctify us, to conform us to the image of Christ. So just remember the gospel is sufficient. Christ is sufficient. The Holy Spirit is sufficient to sanctify you. We must stand on that sufficiency. This word, it testifies of our God. And we need to know what it says. And this is part of our fellowship with God.
is reading this word and abiding in it and in doing so abiding in Christ. So I just wanted to share that. Thanks for your time. Um, sorry if I was a little longer than what I wanted to be, but I, I wanted to share those thoughts and to encourage those that have come out of this type of movement or are coming out of it and may feel hopeless or dealing with a gamut of feelings. There's hope. It all comes back to the glorious gospel and us not forgetting why we need Christ on a daily basis. And this former false prophet is thankful for that. I'm thankful, 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 thankful for the grace and the mercy of God to which I owed a tremendous debt and he paid it. What a relief. Okay, well, that's enough of that. <laughs> um, Isaiah 55, 11. Just be encouraged to one last thing. Whenever you see false teachers that are twisting and manipulating God's word, and there is a righteous indignation that can rise in all of us when we see that, just remember and pray. God, you said that your word in Isaiah 55, 11, it would not return to you null and void. And I pray that you would show mercy and that you would use what that false teacher did for your glory and that your word would be ministered to those people in truth that someone, that your sheep would wake up from deception and would come out of this because you're faithful to pull your sheep out of this. He is faithful. He's faithful. And to him be all the glory. All the glory. I hope that helps somebody. Excuse my um, blubbery self. <laughs> Thanks so much for stopping in for a few minutes and listening to this uh, rambling <laughs> for a practically middle-aged woman. So anyway, <laughs> you want to say bye? Thanks for joining me on this podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. You can also email me at dawnatlovesubscribe.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll consider leaving a five-star review and that you'll even share it with others who may benefit from the information provided. If you also like reading, you can subscribe to my blog at lovesubscribe.com where I release weekly blogs that correlate with the podcast episodes. I've enjoyed our time together today, and I look forward to our next time together as we dive into biblical truths, current topics, and where we grow in loving the Word and loving the one who is the Word, Jesus Christ. Blessings to you.